Forgot it. To see the rumpa pum pum. Our finest gifts we bring the rumpa pum pum. Rumpa pum pum. Rumpa pum pum. Come, peace on earth. Rumpa pum. Can it be? Years from now, perhaps we'll see. Our See the day we bring of glory. To See the king when men of good will live in peace, live in peace again. So peace to on honor earth. him for rumpa pum pum. Can it come? be? Every child must be made aware. Every child must be made to care. Care enough for his fellow man to give all the love that he can. I pray my wish. Will come true I for my child and your child too. Here's see the day of glory. I see the day when men of good will live in peace, live in peace again. Then smiled at me. Can it be? Can it be? And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there, Fobowie, which is the son of Jim Robson, and Jim Robson, the famous Vancouver Canucks retired sports broadcaster. Fobowie and Jim Robson together doing Little Drummer Boy. Again, that is Jim Robson. Thank you so much, Jim Robson, for the interview. If you go into the Nard archives from last year, you can check out Nardwar versus Jim Robson. But that is Jim Robson and Fobowie together, together doing Little Drummer Boy. Thank you so much, Fobowie for sending that into the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. I guess before I played it, I should have said, oh, it's Jim Robson and Fobui, but I thought you could appreciate the brilliance of the song by hearing it first. And today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Post Malone. Post Malone on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And to prepare you for Post Malone, 
I thought I would play, and you heard a tiny little clip of that, a tiny little clip of that right there, of Kobe Bryant doing some rapping. And then I thought I would play some Allen Iverson doing some rapping. Again, basketball players doing rapping. And then some Johnny Cash doing the girl from Saskatoon. And then an interview with Post Malone. So here we are on the Nardboard Human Serviette radio show. Kobe Bryant, then Allen Iverson, then Johnny Cash, and then an interview with Post Malone on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Control, questioning me like I'm a criminal or something. Stole your heart or something, like I'm up to something. You must be great girlfriends, gossiping. Chicks hate on Kobe because he ain't with them. <laughs> Feel me now, listen how silly you sound. Suspecting a voice in the background. Come on now, you trust this foul. Checking messages down. How old are we now? You probably hate me now like Nigel Diamonds. I'm just keeping it real with you, honest. My silence forgive. I was stressed today. I was shopping with my ex for lingerie for my newfound love. That would be you. No shame in your name. I left a little town a little south of Hudson Bay. I couldn't find a thing to make a rounder want to stay. I fought the wind across the barren waste and the crystal dunes. Going for to marry the girl in Saskatoon. I'm glad I realized that no one could take her place. My heart was beating for her like the winter beat my face. But knowing that I'd see her made my spirit bright as June. I'm freezing, but I'm burning for the girl in Saskatoon. South and west and follow in the cold December sun. I bedded down in the Caragana when my daily trek was done. Then up and pressing onward by the light of the morning moon. A prodigal returning to the girl in Saskatoon. Then I found a trail that had packed beneath the snow. I made the final miles where the prairie lilies grow. A steeple on a church glistened by a prairie moon. I'm freezing, but I'm burning for the girl in Saskatoon. But my journey was forgotten when I held her in my arms. My wanderlust was stifled by possession of her charms. And kneeling neath the steeple where we couldn't wait till June, I found eternal spring with the girl in Saskatoon. are you? Uh, my name is Oscar Richard Post, a.k.a. Post Malone. Post Malone, welcome to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hey, thanks for having me. Right off the bat, Post, I have a gift for you. An original Johnny Cash 7-inch. Wow. wow, original. Girl in 
Saskatoon. Which you have played. Yes, I certainly have. It is uh, the coldest, windiest place I've ever been. An original from 1960. This is incredible, and this is super, super rare, and I am so happy that you have this for me. Well, you love to cash, and you've I been do. to a museum, too? I do, yeah, yeah, in uh, Nashville, I think it is. I don't, you know, being on the road, we never know where we go, but yeah, I had a lot of fun, and I got to see the guitars that he played in his fancy suits, and it was fun. And somewhere on the body is a cash tattoo, yeah, right? This is my cash. This is my cash man, Cashmeister. And to continue the cash love, I have a tour program from Johnny Cash from the 1960s. Wow. From 1969. So is this how you would figure out um, the sh- where the show With Carl Perkins on guitar. Wow. It's kind of like a mini zine all about Johnny. That's great. You know, all about Johnny Cash. A nice little anecdote about, about the Perkster. Um, he would, we didn't play guitar so good whenever they recorded so that's kind of like where he they got their uh, influential uh, kind of like sound from very cool so johnny had carl johnny and carl johnny together carl. yes sir that's awesome this is awesome this is super sick Post Malone, let's travel back to walton new york walton new york okay yeah 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 let's do it what happened in walton new york um nothing really you know same shit that happens in walton any day you know snowmobiling and log cabins and flooding where did drew cowan give you peach ciroc drew cowan in in i was uh in high school it was the first time i got drunk so we were all like let's go to drew's everybody used to go to drew's his parents were like the cool parents the fun parents that uh you know didn't really care anything like on uh on uh homecoming they made a they made the girls sign no sex waivers but other than that you could do whatever you want it didn't work but um, yeah, we went over there and we uh, we just got hammered and it was great. And from then on, I've been uh, putting the fun and functional alcoholic. So, what about Umbrella Riri's Umbrella <laughs> at the talent show? Is that Cross Timbers Middle School? And um, I I was I was in a band with uh, the guy from Crown the Empire right now, Andy, um, and we uh, did a punk goes pop version of Rihanna's Umbrella and we won, and it was awesome. What about asking Alexandra? Yeah, yeah, great band. Um, kind of. Uh, Rich Chiga did a video for them. Did they? Well, a video of, you know, a YouTube really? tribute. Really? Rich Chiga. Was into them. I didn't know Brian was into them, but um, they're super great. So their their um, music is is very great for headbanging and very great for a lot of beer drinking, and we love it. Fat Daddy's asking Ashley. Yeah, it, 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 Ashley's Arrival was the name of the band, and it was literally such a shitty group, and um, we kind of just didn't know what the hell we were doing, so we just turned our distortion all the way up and just played to, like, 12 kids, and they were all moshing. And, but they were all kids that I knew. No one else that in their right mind would come to see us besides people that I gave them free tickets. <laughs> Kyle McNutt. Kyle McNutt. Jason Probst. Jason Probst. <laughs> I love Jason. Brendan Clevenger. Oh, wow, Brendan Clevenger. How do you know all these people? Rusty. Rusty. Hart. Hart. You are Post Malone. We have to know these people. Incredible. How do you know these guys? What can you say about those people? Um, My good friends. Jason Probst is a really good friend. He still lives with me in L.A. because whenever I moved out, um, he took me into his home graciously, and without him, there would be you know none of what is today. Um, Brendan, Rusty... Um, Kind of just jammed and hung out and just kicked it. Smoked a lot of uh, pot. Post Malone, I want to ask you about Big Tuck. You love the yeah, Big Tuck. I do love Big Tuck. What can you say about uh, Big Tuck? This is awesome. Um, 
Dallas boy. Um, I've done a couple shows in Dallas. Every time I'm in Dallas, I love to bring them out. Southside, the realist. Um, Did your dad get you into Big Tuck? Actually, my girlfriend got me into Big Tuck. Um, she played me. She played me him a, like around whenever we first met, and um, I fell in love. He's super dope, legend, and just an incredible uh, swag icon. I love it. Awesome. Cashavelli Entertainment. Yeah, how'd you know? God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Uh, that's how we met. She booked me uh, with Rob Banks, Amber London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so And Key. Yeah, Fat Man Key. That was the first show and that's where I met her. So What can you say about Cashavelli Entertainment? Um she's awesome. You know, she was doing shows she was doing shows like booking shows whenever she was like sixteen. So she was kinda like a little prodigy and now she's a she's a DJ now, up and coming DJ. She's learning how to use like the ones and twos, I guess you'd say. Thank you, Brick Mason. Yeah, okay. Brick Mason's awesome. What was his role in White Iverson? Um, kind of, I guess he, Ashlyn knew him before. So, um, he's just a good friend. Really supportive guy and, you know, helped me around Dallas and getting, this, um, you know, getting shows and everything. And just a super sweet guy and always there and super supportive. Wasn't there a female DJ in, like, Miami that helped White Iverson? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And you, uh, you, this, is, this is my manager. Well, actually, who else do we have in a room right now? Could okay. you point out? So we have, we have Booby. Uh, we have Dre. Um, we have Smitty and Frost and Adam and Ben. And these are all my friends. No, it's crazy because Dre gave White Iverson to uh, a college DJ in Florida. Yeah, it was like, I don't even know. It was like supposed to make your song go crazy. And then he gave it to her, and I was really mad because I didn't know if, like, I was, like, ready, you know, and I was and I was mad. And then she recently just messaged me, I think. She said, she said... Uh, What's her name? I don't remember. But I saw the logo, and I saw everything. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was like uh, the first month, top five songs of the month at the school. It was crazy, and 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 it's crazy just how far it came. She helped White Iverson. Yes, she certainly did. You know, it's crazy how like these things come back. It's crazy, and she hit me up again, and she's super awesome, and I'm just thankful to everybody that you know helped out. But we're talking about practice, man. Right. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. This is the record that started it all. Allen Iverson, forty Jeez. bars. Good shit. This is awesome. I didn't know they had... And you met him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, he's a super sweet guy. This is awesome. I didn't know they had this on vinyl. Alan Iverson. What can you say about Alan Iverson meeting him? He wants Jada Kiss on a remix? Yeah, that, he, said, he said he wants Kiss on a remix. And, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to spit on it, but that would be super sick. Um, but, yeah, he's super sweet, man. I didn't know what to expect. You know, there was a rumor going around that he sued me for $6 million, and I don't have $6 million. So I was I would be fucked if that was the truth. But then, you know, I met him, and he was super sweet, and uh, he said his kids love the music, and, and they they enjoy having a, a song with their name in it. And he was just a good guy, and we drank champagne and had a good-ass time. And you are Post Malone, and Post Malone, I want to ask you about this gentleman right here, Shaq, another rapper, You've met, right? Yeah, I did. I met Shaq at... Um, Quite good skills. I've got skills. I know I got skills. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, 
I met him at the Beverly Center in LA, and he was an awesome dude, and his kids are awesome, and I performed at his kid's birthday party a long time ago, and um, he's just a badass. A really his kid's birthday party? Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it was awesome. How many birthday parties have you done? I've done quite a few. Bir- I'm, I'm a birthday party gig. I figured I'd better get used to it now, you know, before, like couple months i'll be doing them anyways for 50 bucks you know? <laughs> since it was his kid's birthday i thought i would give you a present shock and dj quick and jay-z together a 12 inch wow is this it, is a real thing this is a real thing and this is a gift for you what did shack say about you know him bawling and also him singing listen shack is an incredible rapper Jay Z is an incredible rapper. And DJ Quick too. And DJ Quick, this is crazy. I didn't even know that this was a real thing. This is awesome. Yeah, he put out many, many records. He did, didn't he win a Grammy? A, a couple. Like the thing about those guys is they sold a lot of records. No, so you, if they, who cares about the Grammy? They sold records. My favorite, my favorite one is is Kobe Bryant. Uh, Destiny's Child. But it, he did. Kobe Bryant did a song with uh, a poet. I think <laughs> it was great. It was definitely great, and the music video was very influential. He, he was on a motorcycle. Well, I thought I would give you another basketball record. Okay. This is Furious Hoops, a compilation about 90s basketball. Okay. Do a lot of people come to you talking about basketball? Let's talk about basketball. Right, yeah. You know, a lot of people think um, think that I'm good at basketball, but I'm not. I suck at basketball. Last, last pickup game, I scored two points, and I had <laughs> a generous three assists. Uh, so I like to think of myself as more of a dime man, you know. I just drop dimes, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not about the glory. I like, you know. I'm more of a Jason Williams, um, white chocolate style. You know, I'll do the behind the back pass, all that fun stuff. But I never get it in their hands. <laughs> Post Malone, do you ever listen to a Post Malone type beat on YouTube? Love it, love it. What can you say about those Post Malone type beats? Um, I, I'm just lucky to have people make beats based off of of my sound i guess you know it's super cool we want to we want to do a thing i don't know when but we want to have a post malone type beat contest so someone makes a post malone type beat and then we use it on an album in the future and i have a gift for you post malone an original an original merle haggard program for you this is awesome where did he get all this stuff? And that is from 1966. <laughs> this is awesome. Because you love the Haggard, don't you? What can you say about the Haggard? I don't know. He's just super incredible. I love I love um, watching him play, you know, from, you know, whenever they use those old cameras where the rhinestones would, would um, you know, reflect off into the camera real nice and good. And, and um, he's just incredible, you know, just a legend. And um, another tour program yeah, from this, 1966 this, to go with your Johnny Cash one. This is awesome. These must be expensive. Well, I have another gift for you. A proposed cover that you could do, Post Malone. This is a record for you. Merle Haggard and... Clint Eastwood. Doing, buddies. Yeah, this is an amazing song. It's amazing. What do you think about Clint Eastwood meeting Merle Haggard? Awesome. That idea. That's awesome. I didn't know, I didn't know that Clint Eastwood made music. Have you listened to much Clint Eastwood? That is an amazing tune, Barroom Buddies. Yeah, Barroom, I love the title. It's very, uh, it's very true to, uh, to my beliefs. Barroom Buddies, we love. What do you think about guitars? Your guitar obsession, Preston. Thank you, Preston. Yeah, how about that? How huh? Preston Matson? Wow, great friend for a long time. Really good guy. Um, 
you know, we sat and played Guitar Hero for a long time, so we kind of got into that together. And, um, you know, I started picking up the, the real acts and started shredding myself. And um, from then on, I just got hooked. And now that I actually have some money to, to waste, I just buy a shitload of guitars with it. Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. Wow. Another guitar guy. Yeah. No, no, I recently watched a video of him playing at a bar, and he is so good at guitar. It's ridiculous. Because you go from being number one in the world at Guitar Hero and to actually being a monster on guitar. It's so sick to see. And he's a good guy, too. Where did you get that Vox amp? You have a Vox amp. Yeah, hell yeah. It's not old. It's just a remake. But it's just, it's, oh. yeah, I know, I'm sad. It's not, it's not like an original one of these. It's, it's, it's new. Unfortunately, a Vox uh, AC30, and that's what the Beatles used to shred on. So, I mean, maybe someday it'll channel a little George in me. And I have another gift for you. Post Malone, a Hank Williams and Senior oh, wow. LP. This is awesome. This is awesome. Well, what can I say about Hank Williams Senior and Junior? Hank senior and Junior. And Post Malone. 24 karat hits. This is awesome. Um, I'm a big Hank fan. Hank Hank Senior and Junior. He had sauce. Yeah, they were. They, listen, look at this suit. Look at both of these suits. Look at this beautiful cut. Look at this beautiful cut. Um, I love. I love. I love when. Hank Jr. does tear in my beer with his dad. I think that was the most incredible shit. Because um, his dad passed, and his dad had recorded the song a while back, and he just finished it up, and this song gives me the chills. Um, and my mom cries every time she hears it. Um, but this is awesome. You're giving me a lot. Look at this. Isn't that the sweetest thing? And then later on, they did a song. It's beautiful. And you are post- Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone, it is amazing. Jerry Jones and Andy Milanakis. Those are people you have met. Yeah, I've met both of them. From Jerry Jones <laughs> to Andy Milanakis. That is incredible, it isn't is, it? It is It is a wide range of people. It's almost time to retire, isn't it? I like from Jerry Jones to Andy Milanakis. I think I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm just about done. After this interview, I quit. <laughs> you have also a JFK tattoo somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say about that? Where'd you get it? Um, I got it in New York. We were doing a thing uh, for Inked Magazine, and I said, I just wanted a JFK. We're in New York. And uh, I, I, I like JFK because he really sp spoke true shit. There's a lot of people you know trying to shut up real shit now, like the government and shit, but we won't get too into that. But he spoke his mind, and he got killed for it. So I just he's a real American hero, and we love it. Well, I have a gift for you of some spoken word by John F. Kennedy. Oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is a awesome. Record. I've been wanted this. I wanted this. An original 63 LP. Wow. This is awesome. This is awesome. All his speeches. This is awesome. I have been looking for this because my friend showed me a picture of this and he wanted to get it for me, but he couldn't find it. But Nardwar got it for me. That is for you. This is awesome. You're the best. Well, it's your tattoos are amazing. Like, for instance, there also is an Elvis tattoo somewhere. Yeah, Elvis is right here. Elvis is awesome. Kicks ass. Great performer. One of the best of all time. And um, and because you have an Elvis tattoo, I thought I would give you some Elvis gum from 1981. Wow. Eat at your own risk. <laughs> this is crazy. I didn't... Are these... Oh, I thought these were flavors. Blue Hawaii. Elvis. No, you can collect the entire set. <laughs> oh, okay. You but it's actually Elvis gum. This is awesome. I wonder what Seal, too. Uh, this is rare. But... Maybe be careful when you eat that. I don't think I'm going to eat it. I don't trust it. It's old. It's older. What is the oldest thing that you've eaten? Shit. Have you had old wine? I have had old wine. 
I have had old, more old champagne. I had some. I, I remember I thought I was super cool because we were in the club and the champagne I was drinking was from when I was like five or something. I don't remember, but it was. It feels nice. I can't tell the difference. I think it all tastes like shit, but we drink it anyways. What do you think of this record right here? If the bomb falls. Wow, how about this? What to do in case of a nuclear attack? Can you survive a hydrogen war? <laughs> Protect your family? Office of Civil and Defense Mobilization Director and all our effort to alert America? JFK urges preparation. This is awesome. And this is just a vinyl of... Of what to do in case of a nuclear attack. But you have it all planned out, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, essentially, I'm working on my plan. You know, it's hard. It's hard to get... Everything all together, you know, when you're working on an album and going on tour and everything. So I'm slowly but surely figuring figuring my life out. Fallout shelter. Yeah, and making sure that my family and my friends are safe. And I just got, you know, the place where I want to build it. So we're it's, it's one step closer. And I thought fallout shelters are kind of lonely places. So you need some decorations. So I thought this Atomic Jones, Tom Jones record for you. How about this? What's new, Pussycat? This to hang in a fallout shelter. This is awesome. This is... <laughs> but it doesn't end there. I also thought... Blood, sweat, and tears. Nuclear blues. Wow. What to decorate the shelter. Are, have you, is this a band? From Canada. Well, really? featuring David Clayton Thomas. Nuclear blues. It'll look good. Uh, it's a it wall looks, hanger. Yeah, no, it it's looks good. It's a wall hanger. Yeah, it looks, we don't never have to spin it, but we could just put it up on the wall. That'd be nice. And it doesn't stop there. To decorate the bomb shelter, I have this poster right here to give you. Wow, this is cool. Watching World War III on TV, and look at that girl. This is a cool poster. To decorate the fallout shelter. So what, so, so what is this for? That's what it would look like inside your that, fallout shelter. <laughs> well, you would see that. I hope I don't have a window. Uh, this is for an exhibition. Okay, okay, this is nice. This is great artwork. This is a great like uh, album artwork inspiration. This is very Megadeth artwork. You are also into farming, too, aren't you? N I've never farmed in my life, but I would like to learn. Why? That's just so you know, in case of this scenario, and I have some untouched uh, prime soil, I could grow my own corn and uh, perhaps my own uh, potatoes, and then we could live off corn and potatoes forever, and I don't need it to go anywhere else. Have you ever done White Iverson twice? I sure have. I used to get a lot of shit for it, <laughs> but hey, you gotta, you gotta understand. I didn't. I had like three songs out, and that you got. I only had one good song. I still only have one good song, but um, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, Jay. Jay <laughs> but I had to do it first, and I had to do it last because no one knew who the hell I was. <laughs> Don't think twice. It's all right. And I have a gift for you: a Bob Dylan oh, yeah. LP at Budokan. Budokan. At Budokan with Rob Stoner on bass. Rob Stoner on bass. I'm not familiar with Rob Stoner. Rob Stoner, who played bass on American Pie. But the name Stoner, Rob Stoner on, on bass. He's blessed with a with a fun name. An amazing name. And you love the Dylan, don't you? I do love the Dillster. Look and you have covered the Dylan, too. Yeah, I, I, love, I, love, I love Dylan a lot. And he's, you know... Great songwriter, um, just super killer, man. Just everything he does is awesome. And you know, even now he's still kicking ass and and taking names. Look at this, look at this uh, band. Holy shit! Rob Stoner is in there. Rob Stoner, bass and vocals. And look. we are talking to Post Malone from Stony. Check, check, check. 
Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Post Malone, what is the best way to sleep in a closet? Um, air mattress. Air mattress. So the whole, <laughs> the whole setup was, it was kind of a decently sized closet. Like how do you stay comfortable? Uh, yeah, you just blow up an air mattress. It's kind of like a half of a twin. I guess you would call it a twin. And um, you just put it there. And you put your mini fridge next door so you can keep all your snacks. You got your ramen on top. You got your clothes folded up in the corner. And that's how you kick it in a closet. A guy in Vancouver brought you Wendy's at the airport? Do you remember being at the airport in Vancouver and a guy brought you some Wendy's? I do remember. I do remember, and it's really fuzzy, but I do remember him giving me some Wendy's. Do you eat fan food? Uh, sure, hell yeah, I'll eat any food. <laughs> what sort of food have you got do, thrown at you? And have you eaten, have fans given you? Wendy's, I got some Elvis gum one time. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe don't eat that. Um, uh, not really much. Uh, drinks, more drinks. Drinks, I, I like to see the drinks made in, in front of me. Because you never know, someone wants to like uh, slip me a jimmy or something. We are here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yes, sir. You retweeted Norm. Oh, I love Norm. What are you gonna say about Norm? I have no clue what Norm does. I know that he is. Is he on the like a board of commissioners or something? And I just know he's a badass, and he's super. He's just a sweet guy, and he he loves uh, hip hop and the culture and everything, and he just kicks ass. He sent me some merch and. We've been talking on uh, the Twitter and oh really? Yeah, it's awesome. He's, How did you find out about Norm? I don't know. I know that I know that he was talking about Drake, like him and Drake were talking or something, and and I saw that and I was like, this guy's awesome. And then I saw his Twitter and he has like number one dad T-shirts and shit, and I was like, this guy's super cool and chill and old. And I I, I really appreciate you know like people fucking with my music that you wouldn't expect to fuck with my music, and it's super cool. What shirt are you wearing right now? Uh, this is a Sting shirt. This is new Sting and old Sting. And uh, he's the baseball bat guy. I watched him I, I watched him on DVD at WrestleMania, his last fight, uh, just recently. So uh, my friend got me this shirt because I was a big, big fan. You've also worn a Misfits t-shirt? Yeah, hell yeah. Danzig's the boy. Danzig's awesome. And on his first four albums, Chuck Biscuits played drums. Chuck Biscuits. And Chuck Biscuits is from Vancouver. Easy. Good shit. And I thought, as a gift to you, the first Misfits 7 inch wow. from 1977. This is it. This is it. Wow, this is awesome. Kafka, what can you say about the Misfits and Post Malone? I don't know. I listen to them a lot uh, before I go on stage. Whenever I'm, you know, slamming some some beers, and uh, I love to put on Glenn. I love, you know, where Eagles Dare is like my favorite pump up song of all time. It just gets me going, and uh, it makes me want to break shit. And that's kind of what I want to do with my life is just be a professional shit breaker. So um, it kind of just rings true, and it lets me express myself. Post Malone, anything you'd like to add to the people out there at all? Oh, yeah, no, um, just keep kicking ass, keep rocking and rolling. Uh, believe in yourself, uh, even if no one else does, and um, don't listen to shit nobody has to tell you and just rock and roll. Why should people care about Post Malone? Why should people care? That's a great question. I don't know. I think I, think I've, I, think I make music that, that, you know, a lot of people that can come together to and just, you know, have a good positive experience. And even if you're not having a positive experience, I, you know, there's certain songs that I want to, you know, just touch you. And if you, if you fuck with the music, that's awesome. If you don't, uh, 
die. Well, thanks so much, Post Malone. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do. Do do. Hey, I want to sing till the feeling gets right. Well, let's harmonize. We'll be dynamite. I can the high notes. I've done it for years. Good deal, old buddy, and I'll pour the beers. There's always some lady alone at the bar. Yeah, and you always let her know just who you are. I know a couple gals that we can call. Damn, they'll shake the picture right off of you. Well, we're barroom buddies, and that's the best kind. Nobody fools with a buddy of mine. I laugh when you're happy, and I cry when you're blue. We're barroom buddies, and we're doing fine. So call me another, we got nothing but time. Old chug-a-lug-a-luggin', barroom buddy of mine. Tenders trying to turn out the lights. Well, maybe it is time we call it a night. Hell, we'll wake up the roosters if we drank them real slow. Well, let's have a double and a six-pack to go. We're barroom buddies, and that's the best kind. Nobody fools with a buddy of mine. I laugh when you're happy, and I cry when you're blue. We're barroom buddies, and we're doing fine. So pour me another, we got nothing but time. Old chug-a-lug-a-luggin'. Barroom buddy of mine. Bower skirt chasing, tail kicking, guitar picking, pool hustling. Old chug a lug a lugging, old barroom buddy of mine. And you're still listening to the the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Clint Eastwood and Merle Haggard with Barroom Buddies. And before that, an interview with Post Malone. And before that, some Johnny Cash. And before that, I was supposed to play some Alan Iverson, but did not. You heard Kobe rapping. I'm going to try to play some Alan Iverson right now. Let's try right now some Alan Iverson rapping the basketball player with 40 bars from 40 Bars. Game changed for one name. Jews aim to slain anything on this plane. Remains are found when the best kept secret get heated. 
You went platinum with a ghostwriter, so in the game you won, you cheated. My slang bang when you need it. Man enough to pull a gun, be man enough to squeeze it. Damn, if you don't believe it. Anything to do with millions, I'ma be with it. Hats off to the hardcore niggas, fuck the rest. For my guess, y'all useless, just talking music. Never mistake me for a fake MC, you got the wrong identity. Nigga, I'm CT. Get murdered in a second and first degree. Come to me with faggot tendencies, you'll be sleeping with a maggots beat. Ain't nothing kind of used to beef, actually. But when it's on, I raise first automatically. Won't catch me as a victim in a rap casualty. Dynasty Raiders hit VA in the summertime. Ten Bentleys in one line. Gas in each hand, twin four fives in mine. Snipers hitting niggas long distance for a rape. Sons and daughters, one order, you be floating in water. Bad news, home of the Dynasty Raiders. One love to the old school niggas dead in jail that tried to raise us. Even the ones that tried to blaze us, but couldn't even graze us. So them bitch ass niggas y'all killing don't amaze me. I'm spitting with a mouth full of rage. Representing bad news. Hey yo, my homie, set that shit. Everybody stay fly, get money, killing, fuck bitches. I'm hitting anything in plain view for my riches. VA's finest filling up ditches when niggas turn bitches. Dying for zero digits. I'm a giant, y'all midges. I know killers that kill for a fee that'll kill your ass for free. Believe me, how you wanna die fast or slowly? Fast as a rope, slow as a roly poly. I bought your shit, it was weak, trashed it, now you owe me. All the hardcore niggas know me. I ain't knocking, I'm just gonna bust up in a motherfucker. Taking anything that's rightfully mine. Plus AK rifles and nines. Physique crew thick designs with jewels that shine all the time. Ain't nothing sweet about this rate of mistake. I got niggas where you eat shit, sleep and beat your meat. Die reaching for heat, leave you leaking in the street. Niggas screaming it was a good boy ever since he was born. But fuck it, he going, life must go on. Niggas don't live that long. Put hoes and wigs when niggas think they hands strong. Got Niggas hollering with jewels dead wrong on this song. This type of murder don't need no hook. Just 40 fucking bars from the mouth of a crook. Yo. So that was a bit of Alan Iverson rapping, as mentioned in my interview with. Post Malone, also interviewed in mentioned in my interview with Post Malone, was JFK. And from this JFK record, I thought I would play What Do You Say, Mr. K. It's not exactly about John F. Kennedy, but it's about, well, it's from a JFK record entitled Sick. Number two, a magazine for those who can't read. And here we go. What do you say, Mr. K? For the first time, the premier of all Soviet Russia, Mr. Khrushchev, will hold a press conference. Shannon here. Mr. Khrushchev. Wow, wow, wow. Was Joseph Stalin a friend of yours? Yes. Joseph Stalin was a close, warm, personal friend of mine. But of course, you must remember the old song, You Always Heard of the One. <laughs> <laughs> Connie here. Hey! Mr. Khrushchev. What exactly makes a man a communist? Fear. (laughs) Highwayman here. Hey, 
Mr. Khrushchev, what did you say when you searched the heavens looking for the first Sputnik? I said, But what does that mean, sir? Starlight, starlight. <laughs> Sinatra here. Hey! Mr. Khrushchev, do you have a ring-a-ding-ding juvenile delinquency problem? We have a gang of teenagers who just run around Moscow in, in tight pants and black leather jackets and motorcycles and sideburns. And the boys are even worse. <laughs> Fat here? Yeah. Mr. Khrushchev, if the American people lived under communism for one week, would they... Definitely, positively. Two weeks, I'm not sure. <laughs> Ferrante, Taisha here. Mr. Khrushchev, what is your favorite American newspaper? My favorite American newspaper is the New York Times. But why is that, sir? I got my job through the New York U.S. bombs here! The rising cost of vodka in the Soviet Union? The little old vodka maker, me! Presley here. Hey! Hello. Well, of course, Castro is, is a great leader of the Cuban movement. And, and I have learned much from him, like, um, cha-cha-cha, cha-cha-cha. Connie here. Hey! Mr. Khrushchev, have you seen Exodus? Not yet, but, but I get reports every day, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you are talking about East Berlin, huh? <laughs> Well, here. Hey, uh, Mr. Khrushchev, a one, a two. What are your favorite American entertainers? When it comes to American entertainers, the names that stick in my mind are Red Buttons, <laughs> the Marx Brothers, <laughs> and my favorites, of course, are the Lenin sisters. <laughs> Dwayne here. Hey! Mr. Khrushchev, do you show American Westerns in Russia? Yes, we show American Westerns in Russia, but of course, we must change them to suit the tastes of our people. How do you do that, sir? Well, when we show them, the Indians win. <laughs> Peggy here. Mr. Khrushchev, if you were President Kennedy, what would be the first thing you would do? The first thing I would do is I would get rid of my New England accent. <laughs> because it's very important to be understood by the masses. <laughs> you know, a little while back I had a dream. I dreamed the only woman that I'd ever loved in this little life of mine. <laughs> it's 
gonna break my heart, pack up, and leave me. The woman has been so good to me. She's done so much for me to stimulate this little body of mine. I can't stand to leave her. And you see, I know that there's somebody here tonight that knows what I'm talking about when you're losing your life. Oh, have mercy. So I'm begging you, please, go to this woman and talk to her. Don't let her take my sunshine away.
Because when you do, it'll be in vain just like you give before. You know it's hard when you love somebody and they just don't understand. I said it's hard when you love somebody and they don't understand. But it makes you feel sad inside. such a wonderful audience, Little Jackie Shane, the Hitchhikers. Until tomorrow night, we'd like to say you have 12 minutes to the last call. So until then, we'd like to say, don't forget tomorrow night will be our last and final night for taping, ladies and gentlemen. So come on down tomorrow night and get those hands on that tape. We certainly appreciate it. So we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll be cutting the last session tomorrow night. So we want to thank you very kindly for being so wonderful. Here we go. The amazing Jackie Shane from Toronto, Ontario, singing You Are My Sunshine from an amazing, and there are not enough words to say, not enough times for me to say amazing, compilation of Jackie Shane's records put up by the Numero Uno group. I love this compilation. It's an amazing um, compilation because it has all the stuff that Jackie did when she released her records. Plus, it has an amazing liner note section, kind of almost more like it's almost like a book of her stuff written by Rob Bowman. An amazing, it's sort of glossy too. It feels, I'm saying amazing a lot, it's kind of glossy too, and it feels great. So, again, that's Jackie Shane live from I think 1963 or 1964 from Toronto, Ontario, with You Are My Sunshine from a compilation recently released by Jackie Shane on a numero uno group. Um, I'm not sure if that is their actual name, Numero Uno, but I love saying Numero Uno over and over again, so apologize. Apologies to the company, but it should have been num- the Numero Uno, the nu- Numero Uno group. They're from the USA, but from Toronto, Ontario, 
Jackie resided. Here is another band that played Toronto, Ontario, that was referenced by Post Malone, The Misfits, with Cough Cool, and they played a very early gig. I think it might have been at the Crash and Burn with the Skulls from Vancouver, who, of course, were DOA. In 77, the Skulls and the Misfits played together in Toronto. And we're going to follow that up on an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show with some live, well, not really alive, but another band up there live today, First Base from Toronto with Not That Bad. So here is the Misfits with Cough Cool, who played Toronto, followed by a band that exists now in Toronto, Ontario, on an Ardoir, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Oh, and before that, we also played What Do You Say, Mr. K, from a JFK record put out by Sick Records, and we began with Alan Iverson rapping some dirty words with 40 bars. So here are the misfits.
As great as Den Glenn Danzig is, let's skip to first base.
again, you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there, Little Love and their Friendly Vibes with Snowflakes. And they are part of the Plimpton's lineage of bands. Thank you for sending me that tune all the way from Scotland. Little Love and their Friendly Vibes with Snowflakes. Every year, the Plimpton's have an actual song celebrating Christmas. And before that, speaking of Christmas, the Camp Girls with Uncomfortable Christmas Time. And thank you as well, Loot Bag Records, for giving me the cassette of the Camp Girls doing a whole bunch of songs included with the bands, with other bands doing Christmas songs as well. The Camp Girls on Loot Bag Records released last year. Thank you, Loot Bag Records. And from Toronto, and before that, from Toronto, first bass from Toronto with Not That Bad. Continuing on with the Toronto theme, thought I would play something from Buzz Records from Toronto, the band Twist. And follow that up with a band from Vancouver, BC, Canada, the Shrouded Amps with Mannequin. And to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, I thought I would play What to Do in Case of a Nuclear Attack, as referenced in my interview with Post Malone. So we're going to play pretty much as much as we can of that record. So here, right now, is Twist from Toronto, followed up by, from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Shrouded Amps with Mannequin. And then it's time for you to prepare yourself and find out what to do in case of a nuclear attack on an ardoir the human serviette radio show
the threat of nuclear warfare is a threat to all of us. How can we live with this threat? Our best life insurance may be summed up in four words. Be alert. Stay alert. This will take some doing on your part. It will take ingenuity. It will take fervor. It will take the desire to survive. And it need not take a lot of money. All you'll need is shelter and common sense. Nature packs more power into a thunderstorm, a volcano, or an earthquake than man does into a bomb. But the weapon that man has created concentrates its punch within a small area, say 10 miles across. Since we like our foods concentrated and readily available for use, we might label our nuclear weapons instant death. There's no doubt about it, if you live within a few miles of where one of these bombs strike, you'll die instantly. You'll also die if you live downwind from where the bomb falls, even a few hundred miles away. It may be a slow and lingering death, but it would be equally as final as the death from the bomb blast itself. You'll die unless you have shelter. Shelter from the intense heat and the radiation that is the byproduct of a nuclear explosion. Some of this radiation disappears in the twinkling of an eye. Some of it lingers for thousands of years. You must have protection against that radiation. A home shelter can provide that protection. The Office of Civil and Defense Mobilization has given long study to the problem of home shelters. It's been found feasible, practical, and also fairly cheap. Thus, the President of the United States has urged a program of home shelters. The OCDM has provided plans for them. They're contained in a booklet called The Family Fallout Shelter and booklets will be found with this record album. Let's assume bombs fall before you have time to prepare a shelter, or while you wait in the belief atomic war will never come. We can always hope that man will never use such a weapon, but we should also adopt the Boy Scout slogan, be prepared. The first alert is sounding. You hear it in the background. What will you do? There are three courses of action open to you. They'll vary in different sections of the country. Evacuation can lead to massive death tolls if carried out in big cities by panic-stricken people. In some places, you're advised to leave the city or the target area if it's known. In other places, you're told to seek shelter in pre-established areas or go to your own family shelter. For since the advent of the intercontinental missile, the time available for evacuation 
now can be measured in minutes instead of hours. So, off to the shelter. Listen to civil defense instructions on your car radio if you're driving. Stay tuned to the Conrad channels, 640 or 1240 kilocycles, whichever you can hear better. If you have not provided a shelter in your home, some protection against fallout can be provided in a basement. If you don't have a basement or a storm cellar, seek a room in the center of the house, away from windows. Listen to civil defense instructions. You should have a battery-operated radio and an extra supply of batteries in case of power failure. It's quite possible that radioactive fallout will be quite light in your area, extremely heavy in others. Your civil defense authorities will tell you. It may be safe for you to leave your house after a few hours, or it may be as long as two weeks or more. Two weeks with very little food or water, tension, unaccustomed closeness. Two weeks with sanitary facilities most likely not operating. No lights, no phone, just terror. But you will be alive to enjoy these small problems. Many thousands may be dead and wounded. Hunger, thirst, and disease will follow a bomb attack. We can help control these conditions by preparing a home shelter and by being informed. That's why this public service recording was made, to help you survive. Under certain conditions, a person can live without food for two weeks if he has water. Medical authorities tell us that the psychological factor is worse than not eating. It's the fear that kills faster than starvation itself. But it's wiser and far more comforting to provide shelter, food, water, and sanitary conveniences if we hope to live after a bomb falls. Let's take a look at the family-type shelters. These have been devised by experts. Stanford Research Institute, Army Signal Corps, and Naval Radiation Laboratory. They've been tested against atomic weapons at the vast Nevada test site. There's the above-ground double-wall shelter. Expensive, but capable of withstanding blast as well as fallout in most cases. There's the basement concrete block shelter, if your basement's big enough for it. The underground reinforced concrete shelter can be built as a basement within a new house, or it can be buried in the backyard. There's the pre-shaped metal arch shelter, a half dome of corrugated iron culvert covered with earth, or the reinforced concrete pipe shelter set on end below ground. Depending on family size and requirements, they range in cost from $200 to $1,500. Before you build, consult a contractor and check your local building laws. Radiation which drifts down or falls out of the mushroom cloud marking the explosion of a nuclear weapon has great powers of penetration, like an arrow piercing an apple. Two feet of concrete or three feet of earth 
will provide the protection necessary against fallout. Your shelter should provide 10 square feet of floor space per person, and it must be provided with filtered ventilation. A hand-operated blower is essential for underground shelters. Sleeping accommodations can be either bunk beds that fold up or hammocks, which can be taken down when not in use. Electric current probably will be unavailable, whereas continuous low-level lighting can be provided by means of a four-cell hotshot battery wired to a flashlight bulb. Have spare batteries. And have a flashlight or Coleman lantern when brighter light is needed. You'll need a battery-powered radio with an outside antenna to pick up civil defense instructions. For the period immediately following an attack, all Conrad stations will be operating at reduced power. And don't forget those extra batteries. You'll need lots of food and supplies, first aid and sanitation equipment. You'll be told about these on the other side of this record. And there's much valuable information provided in the folders within this album. Read them and keep them. Your life may depend on them. Meanwhile, let's go back and summarize some of the essential facts you'll need to know to survive a nuclear attack. First, learn the warning signals. The alert signal is a steady blast on a siren or fire horn of three to five minutes duration. This is how it sounds. Take cover signal is a wailing tone or a series of short blasts of three minutes duration. Second, tune your radio to the Conrad stations, either 640 or 1240 kilocycles. Listen carefully to the instructions. Your life depends on how well you follow them. Do not use the telephone. Third, assemble your family. If your children are at school, they'll be cared for. Or if there's sufficient time, they'll be sent home. People who are at work will either go home or to a shelter provided for them. Fourth, know how to store and purify water. Tightly capped jars of water will stay palatable for about three months. Replace the water regularly. Canned water also is available. Fifth, know what foods to store and how to prepare them. Your shelter's provisions should emphasize high concentration of food value rather than volume. It should preserve well and it should be easy to prepare. Foods canned in metal or glass will stay in good condition for six or more months if kept in a dry, cool place. Use small cans. You'll have no refrigerator to store leftover food for another meal. You'll need a canned heat stove. Have plenty of fuel for it. Sixth, 
know how to dispose of human wastes. Seventh, know how to decontaminate. And eighth, make sure that some member of the family knows the fundamentals of first aid and have a first aid kit in the shelter. Be alert, stay alert. Then your chances of living longer are multiplied a thousandfold. Turn this record over and learn why a shelter program may save your life.